you need to just take that responsibility and figure it out because at the end of the day, you're probably gonna, going to have a better solution, maybe speak with others to get some ideas, but you just have to take that responsibility and, and charge forward and figure it out and have that hunger. If you don't have that hunger, then taking the risk of doing something entrepreneurial, maybe that's not for you. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. I interview the top commercial real estate investors and industry experts so you can learn from their experiences. So if you're an investor, a high W-2 earner or real estate or tech sales professional that wants to invest in real estate without having to manage properties or leave your day job, then this podcast is for you. Or if you're already investing in real estate, but you're doing it part-time and you want to become a full-time multifamily or full-time commercial real estate investor, this podcast is for you too. You're going to learn a ton. You will learn from real-life multifamily investors and other professionals in the industry. They're going to share their blueprints for success. And I'm super excited that you're here. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello. This is Abel Pacheco, your host for the Five Talents Podcast. We are yet again super excited because we have another amazing guest, Mr. Nate Ulrich. Nate, thanks for joining the show, brother. How's it going? It's going great, Abel. I appreciate you having me on. This this will be a fun time. Man, I'm excited. Whenever we have a new guest on the show, we get to have some chit-chat, some pre-interview discussion, and you've got an amazing story. I'm super excited to highlight it, and I'm appreciative that you would join our show, brother. So thank you very much. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. I'm excited to, to get going. Yeah. For those that don't know Nate, he's a real estate investor and a br- broker from Omaha, Nebraska. So Nate's he's got an amazing entrepreneurial background. He started with owning retail nutrition stores. He did that for about 10 years and he's transitioned now from brokerage to invest in real estate. And, you know, really from him, you know, the the seven years that he's invested in commercial buildings, single family homes, 600 doors of multifamily properties. You want to know how someone invests in 600 plus doors and $40 million worth of real estate active and passively, man, this is going to be a great show. So I'm super excited. He's had a tremendous background and he's just getting started. That's the cool part about it. So Nate, thank you very much for joining. Let me turn it over to you, man. Tell us in your own words, uh, give us your introduction, who you are, what you do, and we'll just start a great conversation from here. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good, Abel. So uh, you're correct. Yeah. I used to own a handful of nutrition stores in the Midwest. Um, I had a business partner for that, did that for about nine years. And I think that's where I really got interested in real estate and just understanding how when you have tenants in place, you know, they're paying your, paying a landlord and paying down the mortgage and the amount of money that you're able to make and not really have to, you know, put out too much work in order to, to get that money. And so owning those stores was a great learning experience. I got out of those in 2018, so about three years ago. But I guess while while I had those stores, did my first investment in 2013, it was a retail building. And that uh, was great. We still have it today. But then I was just curious on, you know, how can I grow this or, you know, learn more and retail at, at that time, 
I thought that was kind of my path to financial freedom or the way to do things that it was probably just because it's what I knew the most about. But yeah. going from that, I thought, well, single family homes and, you know, that's kind of a lot of other people's story of how they start in single family homes and, you know, flip or hold and, and scale from there. So I ended up getting one single family home. I still have that as well. And then tried to add on to that and scale those up. But I guess for whatever particular reason, there was a time where I was contacting executors of probate estates and I would meet with them, walk through the properties. I made a few offers, didn't buy anything, but that, I guess, kind of on a slight tangent, it was awkward, you know, because they had just lost someone and it was a learning experience. So I, I just kind of moved on from there, but then just started listening to podcasts and reading a lot of books and heard a local investor talk about his experiences and that um, of investing in single family homes, but then probably more importantly, multifamily. And just the fact that, you know, people are always going to need somewhere to live. Uncertainty too, that's come to light here with the pandemic of retail that's shifted my focus and and my confidence on, you know, what I would want to put my money behind um, right now. So I, you know, there are specific retail properties, especially if they're well located. I think we'll always have value and utility, but multifamily, you know, just right now and and with the low interest rates, it's just something that I'm super excited about. And I've seen a lot of success with it. And so mm-hmm. I am, you know, I'm just here to to tell everybody and Hopefully, if somebody would kind of replicate my story where if they hear me and they can, you know, kind of vibe off of that and get interested and be able to get some passive income coming in, you know, that'd be great because uh, yeah. it's such a wonderful thing. I love it, man. I love it. I'm smiling ear to ear. I think that's exactly where <laughs> you want to be is is a recognize a few things, your hard work, your effort. I heard, you know, the retail owner, the trying to go do single family probate. I heard this active work and then you realize, well, man, I want to be invested in something that actually gives me and my family a good return mm-hmm. with the market, you know, just fluctuating the economy and you know, you're not quite sure. We're trying to we're all trying to pick the right vehicle, the best place to put as many, you know, of our dollars as we can and we want to find a good place for it to earn. And we want to find a good place for it to, you know, to be preserved. Wealth preservation, number one. And then how can I make it earn as much as possible? So that's amazing that you found multifamily. What a great, what a great vehicle as, as, I, as I know you now <laughs> know yeah. as well. Yeah. So before we go into the real estate side of it, um, mm-hmm. tell us about the retail side. So how many stores did you own and how did you even get into that? And talk a little bit about it if you can, like, what was the money like? Are you... Did you have to save? Is it like a house? I have to save up a bunch of money. Do they give you a big bank loan? Is it a mixture of both? You know, I have no idea what it takes to run a, a nutrition retail store. Yeah. So in college, I'd worked at a nutrition store and this franchise owner ended up opening up his own line, his own uh, franchise concept of stores. And while going to college, I ended up getting two degrees. I'm not using either of them, but uh, yeah, <laughs> so, but we got them. It's yeah, important. I got them. So and they're not even hanging on my wall or anything. So uh, I love it. You know what I do that, but I guess it was a good learning experience and, and all that sort of stuff. But I was working a job actually doing graphic design for an organic coffee company sitting at a, at a desk. There was no windows in my office and 
I was still keeping in touch with some of my friends that had worked at the nutrition store. And they said, well, they're going to be franchising this new concept. Why don't you, you know, check it out? It's a great way you could be your own boss. And at that time, e-com really hadn't come into full swing. And our business model for the first, um, I'd say half of my ownership uh, period with those stores, it was working great. It it changed about halfway through, but we kind of had it figured out there for a little bit. So I came from a middle-class upbringing, not really knowing a whole lot about real estate. And I know coming from my mom and dad, it was always just kind of, you know, you need to save some of your money and put it in a index fund or mutual fund. And that's kind of the way you'll end up doing retirement. But going back to the nutrition stores, I convinced my roommate at the time that we need to do one of these franchise stores. Weren't able to do it in our home state. So we had to travel around. Actually, I think we maybe went to seven or eight different cities around Omaha. Wow. And yeah, I mean, it was fun, you know, just kind of analyzing each market, seeing what the competitors were there and what the available space was. Well, we ended up going up to Madison, Wisconsin. And the owner of this franchise concept, we had, I guess, a really good relationship enough for him to spot us some money really to get an SBA loan to get that started. So without that, that was, I was just thinking about that the other day, like without, you know, him being generous and kind of rolling the dice on us, he really wanted to grow his concept, but without that happening, um, you know, it just would have changed the trajectory of, of where I'm at. So yeah. for that first store, he had loaned us some money and then we got him paid back. And then it just every, I would say, I think within 12 months, then we had opened up our second store and started hiring employees and learning that whole thing at our peak. When we had the eight stores, we had about, I think it was about 40 employees. So it was fun. It was good. Learned a lot. Very active. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. uh, like the exact opposite of passive investing, but yeah. I'm sure a ton of experience. Yep. A ton of experience. Yep. So how so, many stores did you get to total? Eight. We had eight of them. Son of a gun. In eight yeah. different cities? Yes. Yep. We wow. were in Wisconsin, North Dakota, and Minnesota. Okay. And during that process, I'm sure today you could probably reflect on even though it wasn't commercial real estate, it wasn't, you know, even passive investing, I'm sure a lesson or two that you still use today. Can you give us any pearls of wisdom here? You know, something that you've learned that we anybody can apply, passive, active investing, you know, just something that we can learn from from that experience. I would say ultimately, and maybe with other entrepreneurs out there, like this is just a given, but I had also read um, Jocko's book of extreme ownership yeah. where you can't be waiting on somebody to give you an answer or hand you a solution. Like you need to just take that responsibility and figure it out because at the end of the day, you're probably gonna, going to have a better solution, maybe speak with others to get some ideas, but you just have to take that responsibility and and charge forward and figure it out and have that hunger. If you don't have that hunger, then taking the risk of doing something entrepreneurial, you know, maybe that's not for you, which is fine. You know, there's, you know, everybody has their own personality and risk tolerance, but I guess ultimately just knowing and understanding that it starts and ends with you, like you need to take that responsibility and figure it out. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's absolutely applicable, regardless of what you're doing, who you are, wh- where you're at, whether it's your investing, your career, your professional career, or 
your investments, take responsibility, accountability, you got to go do it. No one's going to do it for you, right? And I found the more that we take accountability and responsibility for something, whether it's our actions, our mindset, our investing strategies, man, the, the more we're in control to go learn. And then, you know, we kind of go down one path and maybe a rabbit hole. It may be the right or wrong one, but we've learned. And yeah. now we can see, oh, this feels like the right one. This is absolutely the right one. And now you can take action on what you know you need to do. And, you know, no one's going to help you. It's, it's got it's to be yourself. I love that, Nate. So that, yeah. that's great. Thank you for that insight. And thanks for letting me pry into the background a little bit. Okay. So you mentioned a couple of things. You learned from some books and some podcasts, and you yeah. kind of felt like this was the right path. What were those books and what were those podcasts? And what did you learn about commercial real estate and multifamily and passive investing? We'd love to hear that. Okay, sure. And I think there's five main steps or sort of stages that I went through that I feel like really, you know, contributed the most to get me where I am today. The first two is figuring out your goals and your why. So I think for if you're just getting into investing in real estate in any form, either your goals are going to be, well, you want to have a door count or a dollar amount of building or a number, you know, quantity of buildings. But if you're just starting out, you really have to get that base level of knowledge. And like you had mentioned, I got that through reading books, listening to podcasts, went to a few different conferences, just did a virtual one here a couple of weeks ago, been to some in person, and then some different uh, coaching programs. There's just so much information out there. And it's a blessing and a curse because, you know, also with podcasts, like who do you listen to and who do you trust? It's, it's hard to know. Do you go with a top rated one just because maybe they have the most charisma or something, or are they actually giving you value and knowledge? And so that's probably a little bit, you know, different for each person and their personality. But at the time, the podcast, Bigger Pockets was the one I was listening to. That really opened me up after, you know, hearing people be guests on the show and then kind of investigating them and seeing what they're doing. And then, oh, they've been on these other shows. So maybe let's give those a listen. Doing that really just kind of broadened my knowledge and led me to, you know, a place where there's only so much, I would say, knowledge and value you can get from books and podcasts. You, you need to start talking to people that are doing what you want to be doing yeah, and yeah. like attending those meetups. So I had ended up contacting a guest on the Bigger Pockets podcast who was in my town and called him up and talked to him. And I can imagine he was getting swamped with calls as, as a lot of those guests do. And, you know, they don't know who you are. And, you know, you're kind of like, hey, I want to pick a brain. Let's go grab a cup of coffee. And like, <laughs> no, like that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of the worst things to tell me right now too. Hey, I'd like to pick your brain and, and grab some cup of coffee. I'm like, man, I don't know. what's the goal? What's your goal? But anyways, yeah. the fact that you did it though, anyways, and that's, yeah. that's and, great. And so, yeah, I, I was trying to figure out, well, what value can I bring? Like I do know I want to invest. And he was super cool about it. And he's like, well, just yeah. go to the meetup. There's a meetup in town here and you'll meet a lot of other people. And anyway, what's that? 
No, no, no. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about the number of people that ping me because of our podcast or yeah. one way or the other. And they're like, hey, can you just give me some time? We have a weekly meetup that we host on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. And yeah. I end up saying, you know, just come to our meetup, man. Come or lady, whoever <laughs> I'm talking with. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah. And it's probably, I mean, I think at that stage, you're excited and you want to know more and yeah. maybe you haven't thought it through. But anyway, so I went to the meetup, met a lot of great people, ended up partnering with some of these people that I'd met on some properties. And then I've been in some syndications since. But I guess going back to kind of step number two also would be figuring out your why. So yeah. for my my why, I'm married, have three kids, uh, two boys that are nine and seven. And then my daughter, who's four, she has special needs. And what that means for me is she's had a couple of brain surgeries down at Children's oh in Houston. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's been, you know, a different road than I was planning on, but that has really put me in the position of taking the responsibility of being the breadwinner for my family because my wife, bless her heart, you know, she takes care of her, you know, for most of the day and she's, on the phone, talking to doctors about like medication changes, and there's different therapies that she has to go to. So, you know, for me in my situation, that's the way it is right now. And so I guess it really narrowed my focus on what I need to spend my time on and how much time I can spend, because I'm the, the sole breadwinner of my family. Yeah, well, God bless you and your family and pray for your family and, and for healing and to have the best possible outcome. Hello, hello. You're listening to the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. If you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you're serious about achieving financial freedom. Are you ready to create your own path through multifamily investing for yourself and your family? Then I know you're going to appreciate our investor's guide to multifamily investing. It's titled Tackling Commercial Real Estate the Easy Way. We use this guide to invest ourselves in $93 million worth of real estate. So we're gonna show you the basic mechanics of multifamily syndications and how to evaluate your next passive investment opportunity. So the best part, if you subscribe to our podcast now, leave us a review and a rating. I'm going to give you a free copy of our ebook. So please take a moment to do that now. Once you've done that, go to 5tcre.com forward slash ebook, 5tcre.com forward slash ebook. Make sure to let us know you left a review and we're going to send you a free copy. So thank you so much for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast. We really appreciate it. Yeah, she, you know, her, her life will be different. She'll need uh, assistance her whole life, but she can walk around and chat. You know, she doesn't have a whole lot of words in her vocabulary, but yeah. you know, that's, that's who she is. And uh, that's the way we love her. So, Amen. Um, Amen. so just to kind of recap those stages I went through figuring out your goals. And if you're just starting it, it's really educating yourself and then kind of establishing your why probably you should put it on paper, put it on the screensaver on your phone, put it on yep. your mirror in your bathroom, just so, you know, if you're serious about it, it needs to be around where you are. So you don't forget it. And your mind is always, you know, thinking about things. And I think, you know, subconsciously too, if you're, you know, you might be developing solutions to whatever problems you might have, just if it's 
you know, kind of the goals are near you or around you and then educating yourself and then networking, talking with other investors or brokers and learning from their experience. Because like I said before, you know, there's only, I feel like there's kind of a cap on how much you can get from the books and podcasts. You kind of have to have conversations and let your mind kind of see how things work in the real world. And then after you've done that, I mean, it's easy. Just take action. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, without taking those steps for me and, you know, as an investor in syndications, if you're handing over 50 grand or whatever it may be, you really have to understand the deal. You have to know how to underwrite to some extent, and then you have to be able to trust the sponsorship team. And so, you know, meeting with them face to face and really looking at their track record is important to know that your hard-earned money is going to be preserved and grow. And, you know, hopefully you can just snowball the whole thing and and keep things rolling. And that's kind of really where I've evolved to now is uh, I've seen a lot of success with my investments and I've talking to family and friends and people are interested and they want to participate too. And so that's really led me to I wrote a book. You can download it on my website. Um, my website is natecre.com. The name of the book is Fearless Investing. And it's just a little bit more background on me and the things that I've learned of what to look for and what you know to look out for uh, so you can invest fearlessly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at now. And I'm, you know, I'm just shouting from the mountaintops. You know, if you're interested in real estate. I would be more than happy to talk to you. And if it's to own something outright, which is where I kind of saw myself uh, at the beginning of my real estate investing phase, but then you really learn that it's a team sport and you have to, you know, work with other people, trust with other people and work with them, uh, you know, to scale. Cause if you're going to do it all by yourself, I mean, you can't be an expert at everything or if you could, it's just going to take so much time. And then, you know, you have to factor in that time of um, yep. what's your time worth. Well, where do you invest in, Nate? Mainly in the Midwest. So the syndications and, and active deals that I've done are in Omaha, Kansas City. And then we're also looking heavily Des Moines, Sioux Falls, Sioux City. Um, Got it. And then also going a little, a little south too. All right. Well, good luck in that area. The good luck in that area. I've heard good things about Kansas City, and I don't know much about Des Moines or Iowa or, or uh, you know Sioux Falls and that kind of thing. But uh, I'm sure you're looking at the market mechanics and which are all good. But let me go back real quick because I heard yeah. I heard step one, which is the goals. Step mm-hmm. two was the why. Was step three education? What did I miss? Four and five. Yes, education and networking, I would say would okay, be Okay, you mentioned networking. Yep. Yep. And then taking action is the fifth one. Okay, good deal. So yeah. this is awesome. So let me let me kind of go back, right? For the passive investors to even get invested passively to put your money, I think I heard 50 grand, mm-hmm. which is a normal kind of amount for a lot of, you know, passive investments. It's kind of that minimum if you're doing a 5, 10, 15, 20 million dollar deal the bank provides about you know anywhere from 70 75 maybe 80% of the loan so let's use a round number it's 10 million dollar deal mm-hmm. if it's 10 million and we get 80% LTV which is pretty pretty stout yeah. the bank would give 8 million and we need to raise 2 million dollars so 
for those passive investors, that's exactly where Nate comes in with the 50K. He comes in as an equity owner, as a limited partner, passive investor, which means an owner of the company or owner of the real estate. You're an owner of a K1, your official partner. We are all signing on a document. We're all signing on an agreement. We're LLC partners, right? So that is the amazing part of being a passive investor is that you can get in a large multifamily apartment complex and have limited risk to the 50, even though the deal is 10. And even though the loan may be eight, we're doing these through syndications, SEC regulated deals, which are usually for the most part, regulation D 506B or 506C there's a new reg A kind of thing, but for the most part, it's it's B's and C's. And the SEC gives us an exemption as opposed to having to, you know, register with the SEC to go public, which is hundreds and thousands of dollars and you know, months and months of time. We essentially register, they give us an exemption and we go private instead of public. And so out comes a private placement mem- memorandum and we're all, you know, we know the terms and we're we're diving in, but to put the $50,000 into a deal, Nate just described an amazing process, which are set your own goals first, know your why. His was his family and you know helping his family situation and especially his daughter with the needs there. The education part of it to even know, is this 50K, you know, is it going to turn into 100? And I need to make sure I don't lose it. <laughs> so uh, that's great. And networking, had you not networked, you wouldn't have ever had even an opportunity to see one of these types of deals until you get around other people that are doing it. And that's usually for the most part, the truth, because, you know, you just don't see these deals advertised very much. Even if you do, if you're not connected to somebody on social, you probably don't see them very much unless they're with large institutions. And if they are, they're usually, the returns are pretty low. A little watered uh, down. Yeah. yeah, they're watered down. That's a great word for it. Eh? And or it's a REIT, a real estate investment trust, which is not ownership of real estate. It's ownership in stock that owns real estate. So, and the last one, take action. So yeah, out of all these steps, which do you think is the most important? If you had to say it was only one, which one do you think would be the most important? I would say... For me personally, I'll give you the top one and then the the number two. I would I say love real, it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I would say the networking one because that one really brings together. Like once you have the knowledge and you start to know how things work, when you're talking with someone and having these conversations and hearing, you know, their experience, it really just kind of crystallizes the things that you need to know in order to move forward to the next step or like what exactly you want to invest in. Mm-hmm. And there's things that you can learn from other people's experiences that you might have to read 10 books. But if you just like had a five minute conversation of somebody's success or failure, you know, that might, you know, you could spend 10 hours or five minutes. Like, I just feel like it's a shortcut of getting those personal stories and talking with people. But then in order to have those conversations, you kind of have to know what you're talking about anyway. And then close number two, I think your why, because, you know, it's not easy. There's a lot of information out there. Life happens, you know, there's going to be distractions, but if you don't have that driving force of, you know, why am I actually doing this? You'll probably just revert to old habits and, 
if it's working a W-2 job or, you know, whatever your situation is, and that's, you know, that's totally fine. You have to stay motivated. And I guess I also listen every once in a while, like on YouTube, to motivational speakers or graduation speeches, like those kind of get me pumped up sometimes. And then just Denzel has some pretty good ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got some good graduation speeches. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. And then listening to podcasts like yours, Abel, of just knowing the terminology and hearing how people talk about, you know, different metrics and returns and what they look for. But then ultimately just knowing, you know, each person has their own why. And um, for me, just knowing that and having that kind of burned in my consciousness is it just keeps me moving forward. All right. And what was the biggest obstacle you had to overcome when you're making your first, you know, passive investment? I think really trusting the general partners or the sponsorship team. Mm-hmm. And I was able to meet with them in person, you know, had lunch with them and then talk about their past experience. And, you know, if it's the first time you've ever done it, like you're going to have all these crazy ideas of, you know, they can take my money and run off to a foreign country and will I ever see them again? And I also talked to people that are friends of theirs just to get some sort of reference or some framework of, you know, doing that sort of thing. And then a background check isn't a bad thing either, you know, just, uh, and then even bringing that, that up, that topic up to them in conversation is going to let them know that, you know, like, I respect my hard-earned money here and I'm entrusting it to you. And so if there's anything, you know, I need to be worried about, let's talk about it. But, you know, really understanding who the sponsors are that are running the the project and can they do the business plan that they've laid out and having confidence in that. Because, yeah, I was of the mindset where I want to do everything myself, own properties, 100%, but then, you know, totally flip flip from that. And I knew in, in order to scale and go faster, you have to work with, you know, other people and as a team. Yeah. Okay. That's great. That is, uh, it's very honest, sincere, realistic, you know, the mindset that you had. Those are all of the things that are going through anyone's head, I think, when you're trying to invest a good chunk of change. It's not five grand. It ain't 10, it's 40, 50 grand is a serious number. And it's taken probably for most people that I know anyways, it took me a long time to, to get a 50 K. And so I have to overcome that. And what I tell passive investors today is to spend as much time doing what Nate talked about, getting to know them, track record experience, making sure that goals, vision, mission aligns, their ability to do the business plan that they've laid out is to spend that time networking. I think Nate hit it. You have to network with people and you have to do that today. I would implore you if you're trying to invest 50 or hundred grand or more this year into passively investing into someone else's deals, don't start doing that when you have 50K and you're ready to deploy it. Do it now. While you don't, you're not under the time pressure of the end of the year, not under the time pressure of there's a current deal and you have to make a decision today, start networking with people today, get in their world, set up a time, you know, have the conversation because the, uh, in my opinion, the goal is to have as many of these connections as possible. So you have as many options as possible. So when the time comes, you know, it's a lot about timing. I may have a team that I love and I want to go invest with. But I don't have 50K C capital when they launched a deal. And at the end of the year, when I did and I need to, 
they don't have a deal either. So unless I had a connection in advance laid out with multiple teams, people that I trust, knew, liked, and trust in different markets that I like, it's just no way you're going to be able to do that. So that's why I always kind of tell people, do that now. And tell us about your first experience. Did it go quickly? Was it a fast raise? You know, when did you hear about the deal? Did you wire, ca- it was a cash or did you move self-directed IRA money or, and then was their deal full really quick or, you know, tell us about those things as a passive investor. Yeah. So the first really multifamily deal, and I did it as more of kind of a traditional partnership that was through the connections that I got from the podcast and then meeting these people at the meetup and the business plan with that, we haven't really started doing distributions yet because we're going to refi here, I would say in the summer or fall, and we are projecting to get probably 80 to hundred percent of our capital back. And then we'll start taking distributions from it. So it's more of a, you know, a longer play. And so that is going good, super happy with it. And actually the partners on that project, I invested with them in a syndicated deal and they were the GP. I was the LP. It went great. We funded it. It was right when Corona was getting kicked off last March. And fun time to make a decision on these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that happened. And then they started doing distributions in October. And so then to date, we've gotten two distributions. Things are going great. They're rehabbing and, and raising rents. And yeah. Was it the, thank you very much for that. That's great insight. When you invested though, was it like you had to make a decision in two weeks or was it a, a email that went out, then a webinar? What was that process like? If you can remember. Yeah. So since I was invested with these guys on this prior deal, I was talking to them, you know, on a fairly consistent basis. And they, Mm -hmm. I guess I kind of felt like I had a heads up, you know, they have their investor list of, you know, who they're presenting opportunities to. But I kind of, I can't remember how long I really thought about it, but maybe it was 30 or 60 days uh, before I had to fund it. I guess the confidence or the progress that I saw that was being made on this first project. And, you know, these guys are my friends now that I'm working with. And so that, you know, really, really made the decision pretty easy to pull the trigger because it just the, of the experience that I had with them. Right on. Well, this has been an awesome conversation, Nate. I really appreciate your time. I could keep going. I think I got a little off track uh, a little earlier on your retail store background because it was super interesting, but I know how much time, effort, and energy that sounded like you put into it. And I'm grateful for the nugget of taking accountability and responsibility and then summarizing the four steps. As Nate said, you know, set your goals, choose your why. Well, make sure you know your why, education, network, and then take action. I love it. And Nate's start into multifamily investing is similar to many others. Books and podcasts, education, go to a meetup, go to conferences, get some coaching, and then take some freaking action. I love it. So thank you very much for this. This has been a great show. If somebody wants to get in your world, Nate, and learn more about you or potentially invest in any one of the markets that you're in, what... uh, Where should we go? Where do we reach out? How do we get into your world? Yes, my website is natecre.com. So that's spelled N-A-T-E-C-R-E.com. When you're there, you can download my book. Like I mentioned before, it's called Fearless Investing. It's free. You just have to pop in your email address. I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn. If you search, search me up on LinkedIn, I do put out some content on there as well. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way. Or if you want to email me, it's natecre at natecre.com. 
All right. Thank you very much. And is there anything else we didn't touch on or you're hoping I asked it today or, you know, anything in general that you wanted to highlight? I just, we just didn't bring up. I think just always being open to change. And before the show started, you know, I had mentioned that I was with the brokerage company and now I'm doing a different path and just actually the the things of getting this interview ready for today is just, you know, kind of truth and that concept of, you know, there's always going to be things going on in your life and things that are going to try to pull you off the path. But going back to your your goals and your why, like if you really want something, you'll figure out a way, but you got to plan for it and kind of prepare yourself so you can take action. All right. I love it. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate your time, Nate. You're, you're the man. And uh, <laughs> You're the man, Abel. <laughs> <laughs> again, my name is Abel Pacheco. I'm your host for the Five Talents Podcast. If you heard something you appreciated today, go leave us a review and a rating on our podcast. Subscribe. The more of those that we get, the easier it is for us to get amazing guests like Mr. Nate. So thank you very much, Mr. Ulrich. I appreciate your time. And for all the listeners or viewers on Facebook, we will see you soon. We'll see you on our next show. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Five Talents Podcast with your host, myself, Abel Pacheco. Each week, we're going to bring you interviews from industry experts and commercial real estate investors who followed their dreams and achieved massive success. Before you leave, let me ask you a few questions. Did you enjoy this episode? Did you learn something valuable? Was your mind stretched to what's possible and what you can achieve? Do you want other experts just like the one you heard today? If you answered yes to any or all of those questions, then please take a moment to subscribe to the Five Talents Podcast. Give us a five-star rating. And most importantly, leave us a written review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us your favorite guests. Give us any feedback. I'm excited to learn and improve so you can get a more valuable show. So thank you again for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast.